Welcome to Brothers King Media, where we view eternity through the lens of art. My name is Samuel. And I'm Solly. And I'm Chris. Yes. Hey, Chris, welcome back. Well, it technically, is it welcome time. back since it's been revamped? Maybe, I don't know. Not really it's welcome back. It's been too back. long, I feel like. It's yeah, because the other one got obliterated. <laughs> well, it still exists. The, it still the, exists, the files but it's exist on YouTube. We're just revamping like our youth group name. <laughs> sure. We cannot talk about personal um, or private. Um, it's not really private. Things here. It's not private. Well, it's personal. Well, right. neither here nor there. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and just we'll jump right into our first segment of the day, the uh, hot Christian songs Billboard's chart. Um, what's number one, Solomon? Oh, Hillsong Worship. No, actually. Oh wait, number one isn't. Yeah, that's still uh, Lauren Daigle. Lauren Daigle is still number one. Really? Number um, two is still for King and Country. Yes, who I didn't see this Friday, and I'm super excited. You lucky son of a gun. I know. And we're going to go with number three, which is Hillsong Worship, and what is it? I am who you say I am. I am who you say I am. We, we have sunk to number three, Solomon. We, we have sunk to actual legitimate worship music. Yes. Whereas the first two, not so much like something you'd sing in a youth service. Yes, this is when we... Uh, when you hear us be old and complain about today's modern music, this is the kind of songs we're this talking about. This is the precipice upon which we build every hate. Every well, complaint. No, complaint. We'll use that word. <laughs> every complaint that we have made about worship music in the past year. And further, in the times that you have not heard us over the radio. Yes. But, or podcast, not radio. You know, over the speakers. Yeah, over the speakers. So let's go ahead and start with the positive. Chris, what do you think of this Chris, song? Come on, man, you're you the say, only hope. <laughs> you, say, you are who you say I am. I am. I who thought you it was say really good. I listened to it for a straight week before our youth convention. Um, what are you making that face for? I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't get with All it. All right, just go no, on. It was really good. I liked the rhythm. I, I, it was a different song for me. You know what rhythm? The one that dun 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 dun. It's not really. A I'm rhythm. sorry, but he's used to <laughs> rock music from like when the 80s okay. when music was real. Right, Solomon, give him a chance. I'm sorry, give him a he chance. I'm he sorry. Comes up to the front where it's like you the hold music of that. now. He's, All right, he's so still stuck oh, back there. Chris, <laughs> tell us about the. <laughs> he's, he's still stuck back there. The music anyway. of the music of now. The music of now. That's the problem with the music. Is because it it's not. It's not what it's supposed to be. People have changed it to become something that it is not. I mean, I'm all for change if it's yeah, positive. If it's positive, but what has been positive? All right, so, well, if you'd shut up, let's, uh, let's whoa, hear... Whoa, whoa! Strong language for a podcast. Bro. Sorry, my apologies. We'll try to keep it more Christian. <laughs> that was a bit harsh. We gotta keep this rated P. <laughs> Wait, rated G. Rated, like, G+, plus, like, G-. minus. I don't know. No, it's got to be minus because this is very <laughs> Christian. This is ha- this has to be this has to be able to compete with the Veggie Tales. Okay, I'll accept. I mean, they totally had Monty Python jokes and Veggie Tales. It was terrible. And I uh, loved it, but it was terrible. <laughs> Looking back, yeah. <laughs> Neither here nor there. All right, so you like the rhythm? I I like the whole song. I liked everything about it. You know, all the. Uh, See, you know, he just... I'm sorry. Right, you just, just gotta keep talking. Keep going, keep going. You gotta keep talking. It's hurt. It's painful. Keep talking. All right, you just leave the room. Um, um, you're up. the guest. No. All right, so what do you like about the song, Chris? Uh, the lyrics the most. I, who you say, okay, who I you say, 
I can come with the. I can get that. <laughs> I am song. who you say I am. Yeah, that's yeah. good stuff. Okay. Yeah. That's good stuff. Yeah, I thought it was really good. The title, you know. The uh, lyrics I will give you are very good for a worship song. What I'm what I'm contrasting right now is that the the music is just the same as everything else. What made it so special? Because the lyrics really did the lyrics make it special. It's like a legitimate question. I'm no, not aiming I, no hatred towards you. No, <laughs> I was just thinking about you know how how the song went and how like it can still be stuck in your mind, mm-hmm. you know, and how like you know it's hard to make songs some days these days, you know how it can't. like with Queen. I know it's not a Christian band, but like with Queen, their songs just stuck in your mind because like it, there's a rhythm mm-hmm. there, there's there's a poetry kind of you know with okay. the songs. Okay, I so. got you. Okay, so um, I mean. No doubt, you know, that it is definitely an earworm song. Um, Solomon, help me out. You are the musician in the room. Um, do they... The music sucks. No, 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 no. Oh, stick with oh, me. okay. <laughs> and well, how the... dare you compare them to Queen? <laughs> I'm sorry. I couldn't hold it in no longer. <laughs> um, okay. Okay, as far as earworms, the popular theory goes, if it's an earworm, it probably uses... Three out of four of the pop chords. Bro, does this use? It barely. Three? Yeah. Does it, it use does. at least two of the pop chords? I mean, this is why. <clears throat> this is why I need to start bringing my acoustic guitar so we could actually like make this a part of it. But yes, it most certainly does. In fact, it's the whole one, four, six, five thing. Well, one, five, six, four thing. You know. Is that um, the song? Yeah. Well, they're playing it in the key of G. Okay. That's the original key. Um. And I mean, it, I mean, okay, the, it's actually you know six minor, so it's like six, one, two, yeah. It's got the basic chords, man. I mean, you play those pop chords, they will get stuck in your head. It's it's, it's proven it's time a proven and time fact. again. That's what, okay. I'm just gonna say that is why the Beatles songs are stuck in our head. Yeah. The lyrics sometimes don't make sense. Like I'm worried. I grew up with my dad telling me, "Oh, they're talking about drugs." Uh-huh. <laughs> like yellow submarine? It's a submersible, son. It's yellow. It's in a bottle. It submerses into your throat. It's a drug. No, Dad, it's not. It's a, I'm just. It's a yellow submarine that they all live in. Yes. <laughs> it's a dream. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> but you know. Yes, it's got that progression. Um, and I could see how that could get stuck in your head. <laughs> kind of like the sound of an axe going across the chalkboard. I am... Um, I would... I don't think the lyric. I find it interesting. You think the lyrics are the most interesting part. Um, I'm not overly impressed by the lyrics. Are you overly impressed by the music? No. Is that what you're saying? No. <laughs> no. I'm hoping because when, like I'm more impressed by the lyrics than the music, even though the lyrics do not impress me that much. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. Because when I think of good songwriting lyrics for worship music. I think of stuff like um, stuff David Crowder Band wrote. I mean, we yeah. we did six months worth of how good their exactly. lyrics were. Exactly. I think of um, even um, John Mark McMillan wrote some great lyrics. Yeah. I think, but same four chords. Well, John Mark McMillan, I don't know about that, but well, the one that we know. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. I even think of um, even like Ren Collective writes some interesting lyrics. But let's just compare this. Let's go back to the basics. Let's compare these lyrics. Um, so what's the lyrics to, the, to this song? Um, I'm forgiven, not forsaken. Who am I that the highest king would welcome me? Okay. That's all I know. I just, I'm, I'm <laughs> living with the bridge. I'm forgiven, not forsaken. Chosen, you, not forsaken. 
I am, I am who a child. you say I am who, who you say, say I am. am. All right. You are for me, not against me. I am who you say I am. So let's go ahead and compare this to the 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 master psalm writer himself, King David. So I'm just I actually pulled this at random. Uh, psalms number nine. Well, sort of random. I, I flipped through a little bit. So let's check out Psalms nine. I will praise thee, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will show forth all my all thy marvelous works. Okay, sounds like something Rich Mullins would sing. It, I'm sorry, it's still a bit hillsongy, right? Um. I hear Rich Mullins, but okay. okay. I will be glad and rejoice in thee. I will sing praises to thy name, O thou most high. Okay, that's a bit more Hillsongy. Mm, no, still hearing the Rich mm. Mullins in there. But check this out. Then we get to like, when my enemies are turned back, they shall fall and perish at thy presence. For thou hast maintained my right and my cause. Thou statest in the throne judging right. Tis that where they get, I am, you are for me, not for against me. That word's. That's where they get that part. I'm sorry. But the Lord shall endure forever. He hath prepared his throne for judgment. He shall judge the world in his righteousness. He shall minister judgment to the people in uprightness. He will, the Lord will also be a refuge for the oppressed, a refuge in times of trouble. I just, I feel okay, like... Are we, are we saying we're impressed by the scripture or impressed by the song that... So, I'm like, just comparing contrasting. So... Honestly, this is probably one of the better Hillsong worship songs I have heard. I'll give it that. I mean, I kind of liked the the older stuff, like, but um, but in recent times. Eh, okay, yeah, I'll give it. I'll give it that. But compare a lot of their songs, like this one in particular, is it's a uh, still pretty vague. You know, it's just a. Uh, um, oh God, you love me, and I am. Who you say I am, right? Yeah. I'm forgiven, not forsaken. I mean... I whereas mean, whereas you get into, like, David's stuff, and he's very direct. He's like, you will smite my enemies, oh great and mighty God. Smite me, oh great smiter. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm doing a poor comparison, but I feel like... No, because the, see, the, like... The lyrics are not personal enough. I feel like the only part that gets personal enough is, like, um... Where it says, who the sun sets free is free indeed. I'm a child of God. Yes, mm-hmm. I am. That's the only part that I really really feel like makes it the, the Christian song. Because, like, if you think about it, if you listen to... Uh, well, okay, the first part. Who am I that the highest king would welcome me? But you could change that immediately. To, like, who am I that this handsome dude would welcome me? Justin know? Bieber? Yeah, Justin Bieber, you know? <laughs> who am I that Justin Biebs would welcome me? <laughs> Okay, that just sounds weird. I don't know. I'm just saying that a lot of it is just not like, really, it's not. It's. I I, I say all that to say, I, I like personal lyrics. And I feel like I mean, this okay. does lack the personal, mm-hmm. you know. But at least this song isn't as corporate. Yeah, it's not. At like least I say, it's it one is, of their better ones. It's an individual song because the whole thing is, you know, self... When I say self-centered, I mean like directing to ourselves mm-hmm. rather than saying, "Oh, this congregation." Not that that's wrong. Corporate worship's good. Yeah. But but personal worship, that it, it gets personal in that sense. But it's not yeah. like very deep. Like David would have, you know, been like, "Oh, you will smite my enemy." But they, you know, they and obviously I mean, that's going to sound weird coming out of our lips in modern yeah. audiences. Oh yeah. 
Who am I that the highest king would smite thee? <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, but not a horrible song, but not. It's just so run of the mill. It just, um, I would like to hear better. On music and lyrical friends. Come on, Hillsong. You did so much better before. All right. Come any on, any last thoughts on this? Oh, no. Okay. He's just going to destroy my comment. No, no, seriously. Just say it, and then we're going to move on to the next thing. You were talking about earlier how, uh, um, this is a few minutes ago, uh, about personal. Mm-hmm. What do you mean, like, personal? Like, do you mean, like, the Gaither music, kind of like how they, how they do, like, tell a story? Kind of, you know, about someone. Yeah, in yeah, yeah, yeah. We can go with that. Like yeah. that. There you go. I agree like with you, buddy. Alive, they talk about, you know, everything happening before he came back alive. And then, like, at the end, they like, he's... Like, it was just a long intro before they actually sung He's Alive in the song. To a degree, I also think of, you know, how does this apply to your life at the moment? Um, I will get, go to my go-to answer. Um, David Crowder Band's uh, Let Me Feel Your Shine. Right, um, one of my favorite lyrics from that song, it's one of my favorite lyrics from them ever, is I lift a knife to the thing I love most, praying you'll come so that I can have both. Mm-hmm. An obvious reference to Abraham, but also, um, you know, that's very personal because the band was getting ready to break up. And he's like, you know, I'm I'm ready to sacrifice this, sacrifice this for you, God, but I'd rather not. You know, kind of like the whole Jesus shebang, like, you know, take this cup... But if it be thy will, I'll drink it. But know? it's like, it's a personal lyric, you I'll know? <laughs> Whereas these lyrics, for better or for worse, are very vague. And they could apply to anyone yeah. in okay, any situation. Well, okay, let's put it this way. that Okay, it, and it can apply to anyone in any situation. But if you're, try, if you're like like Hillsong mainly writes their music for Sunday morning worship. Mm-hmm. Or Sun, yeah. Sunday morning worship. Sunday's morning, Sunday night, um, whatever. Well, it's not really much. But you, church, there's a huge corporate, difference. Yeah. Corporate worship, yeah. But so I mean, in that sense, this would be because like you don't just walk through the like I don't ever find myself walking sun, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, thinking who am I that the highest king would welcome me? But when I walk in a church and like there's that whole atmosphere going on, it does become personal because yeah. like you start thinking about it. So I guess in that sense, if they were trying to you know if that's what they were directing it towards, then yeah, it'd be personal. But it's not really like. It's not personal in the sense that you're putting it. Like yeah. how music should be. How like David Crowder, like you said. But, I mean, in a sense it is, but for the most part, it's not. Yeah. I mean, I mean I'll mean, i go ahead and give you one last example of personal lyrics, right? Um, Keith Green. Um, oh, oh yeah. Lord, you're beautiful. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lord, you're beautiful. Your face is all I see. Okay, That's pretty corporate. Actually, that, um, David wrote that, buddy. No, I mean, okay, but stick with me. Oh, okay. It's like, but David wrote it. I mean, but Keith Green modernized <laughs> yeah, it, Yeah, he right? modernized it. And then, you but when your eyes beautiful. are on this child, your your grace your, abounds yeah, grace to me. abounds with me. Right. Or your and presence then, dwells and the, in me. Or... So, like, okay, that's pretty corporate. Mm-hmm. But then he flips it. He said, and I want to take this world. What and is it? I want to take this world and... Something, something, something. Or take this word and spread it all around. Spread it all around. Yeah. So he, he flips it and takes a very corporate song 
it makes it very personal in him of this is my mission. Mm-hmm. I want to take this word and spread it all around about how beautiful the Lord is. Is it what's that guy's name? So that's just that Cinderella song. Is Stephen Curtis Chapman. Yeah, is it kind of like that's that? personal? Yeah, I mean that's a very personal. That's a very that, personal song. I mean, but it's not a worship song exactly. No, but no, but it's Christian. Yeah, it's made on the radio. Isn't it about his wife? Or it's about his, it's daughter. about his daughters. Daughter. He got killed or. Uh, Prior to her getting killed, actually. Oh, did it? Yeah. Oh. It's it's really kind of a sad story. He wrote that song. It became huge at the same time his daughter died. Really? So, How'd she yeah. die? Uh, a car wreck. Really? Yeah. Uh-huh. She was, like, playing in the driveway, and someone was pulling out in the car and hit her. It's a really sad story. He, uh, Him and his wife both wrote a book about it. Um, they're both very good books. I highly recommend them. Hmm. I'll read them. So, um, yeah, we say all that to say I, corporate worship is not horrible. Um, I don't hate it as much as it comes off. It's just when you've heard so much corporate worship, it tends to blend together a bit. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's the bigger so, yeah, problem. Yeah, it does. It just, like, when when worship music started being a thing, like, I remember that. It wasn't too long ago. It was the early 2000s. It was the early 2000s. I was barely, you know, I mean, I was a preteen, yeah. you know? And I remember it, and I was like, oh, this is cool. I like this. I could get into that. Started writing corporate worship songs myself, and then now I'm like, it's it's went forever. Cause now, like, I mean, even we're, we're I, almost 20 years in right, here. As much as, like, as much as I love, you know, classic, you know, quote, unquote, classic rock, classic rock changed from the 60s to the 70s, from the 70s to the 80s, and then it kind of died in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Then now it's revamping a little bit, mm-hmm. not so much, because rock has died. Mm-hmm. Rock and roll has died as we know it. I'm sorry. It has. It's uh, gone. <laughs> I mean, for better or for worse. I mean, other genres can you know come in, and there's still the the rock survivors out there, right? But right. I mean, there's still that going on. But I'm just saying, like, you don't hear. Like, anybody coming out with new music now. But how come worship music sounds the exact same it did in 1999? Exactly. Like, it has not yeah. changed since Sonic Flood. It hasn't. <laughs> it really hasn't changed. Like, Delirious and, and Sonic why, Flood came in. Yeah, and, that's what I'm getting at, is I'm like, even the greatest, you know, you know, even the greatest kinds of music have changed every decade. Mm-hmm. And wor- corporate worship, or just worship music in general, has just not changed. And it needs to, and I hope really quickly that we come to some sort of a shift, because like we were talking about last week, Christian music as we know it, record labels, it's going to be dead. Yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to die if it just keeps on this monotony. Uh, that's just how I see it. I mean, we, we were talking last week, last week about how, um, like, where we see Christian record, or just record labels in general in 10 years or in 15 years and i kind of i kind of like predicted between five to ten years that we're not going to like you're either like straight worship music or you're everything else even if you're still a christian writer you're not put on a christian label because it's not like praise and worship enough because that's what we're hearing on the radio kind of like with uh lecrae his christian christian rap uh they stopped playing his music on the radio more more often, more of uh, just other, other worship bands and stuff. Right. So. Yeah. All right. We, we've, uh, wow, that's... We have overstayed before. our welcome on that segment. <laughs> well, it's all right. It's a, it's a good conversation. 
All right, let's move on to the next subject. Whatever happened to Chris Force Five? Chris, I know you're a big fan of these guys. I am. Whatever happened to Family Force Five? So, uh, so far, there's only two of them in the band right now. The brothers. Back then, they used to call be called the brothers or something else. But now it's just Family Force Five. They changed it like. You know, it evolved to that name. Well, but is it even Family Force Five anymore? It's FF Five. They changed it to FF Five now. Wasn't that the same thing? I mean, no, technically, no. it's just an abbreviation of their name. Like, uh, yeah, but it's not like like when they're marketing. It's not Family Force Five. It's FF Five. Okay. Yeah, now they're they're like, oh, they're come to the FF Five concert, not come to the Family Force Five, because now it's not a Family Force. You know, just two. It's just the two. I mean, still two brothers. I, I mean, yeah, but it's not a Force. FF Two. It's like the Family Duet. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I find Family Force Five's uh, story interesting because they they started, you know, with the five of them, and then it was like, you know, uh, three brothers and two friends or something, mm-hmm. and then after album number three, which album number three literally called three, where they wrote some risque music for Christian audiences. I mean, it was um, it was I mean, okay, risque in the fact that, and I don't. I, I do not prefer this style at all. They they were objectifying women a little bit, you know. And it was it was kind of distasteful. After that, they kind of totally revamped as a band. Their lead singer left, went and focused on DJ stuff. Soul Glow. Oh, yeah. Um, Solomon Olds is his name. Solomon? He, yeah. Huh. And then the drummer... Took, Crouton took over as lead singer. Crouton? I like that. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> And then um, they got a new drummer, Hollywood. And then is it a girl? No. Oh. And then wh- what happened, Chris? Like they just how did they get out of just the two why brothers? They left. I just know that they went like they went. They Daddy left first. He was he. I know he, he was the guitar player. He left first in, in 2017, May of 2017. And then I don't know who left at that, but I know they're all gone. Like they all went their separate ways. You know the band, the drummer guy, he left. So right now it's just uh, Fatty, is that his nickname? I'm the bass player, yeah. yeah. And then... uh, Crouton. And Crouton is the main person, yeah. And it's... And and they still sing all the original songs. Sometimes they'll sing their original songs. It's funny that the guitar player left in May because I literally saw Family Force 5 in March of 2017. I saw them at the Rock and Worship Roadshow. And they was a fun show. Um, By that point... Family Force 5 had moved a bit more into um, pop music, kind of. A chaotic pop music, but they definitely were moving towards pop music. Oh, is it called K-op? No. Gah. Um, But then, yeah, they just kind of disappeared. Um, they released... They tried to release one last album. It would have been album number five. Mm-hmm. And then record label issues, I don't know why, wouldn't let them release that album. Well, that one should have been a self-titled album, FF5. <laughs> it had a different name. I forget what. Their record label wouldn't let them release it, and they have not done any shows since March of 2018. It's been a legit year. Yeah. they just, Well, because it's April now. Yeah. So. They just disappeared. Um, so, I I don't know. They were an interesting group. They um, They were... They they liked the experiment, which I appreciated. Not everyone appreciated their yeah, brand nobody... of crunk rock, but they liked the experiment. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what do you think happened to them, Chris? I mean, there's the Wikipedia page says nothing other than they were yeah. going to release this album, and then 
That's it. Well, is that what happened? Is like they're like, oh wow, we spent all this time on this, and now they won't even release it. Like, do you think? I mean, could that be part of the whole record label thing? Because like they're like, we did this specifically to meet their requirements, but now they're not going to let us release it. I guess Hollywood is the last person to leave because every and everyone else left before him. Okay. Uh, it says here that. Um, let me look. Please hold. Chapstick, Chapstick left first. Okay. And then it was uh, Nay Daddy after that. Don't you just love all their nicknames? It's kind of cute. Actually. We need nicknames. <laughs> that's why That's why our band isn't Fat successful. Because we don't have nicknames. Fat and homely? <laughs> lonely. Big and bigger. <laughs> Big and creepy. <laughs> Big and bigger and creepy. <laughs> Big, bigger, and creepy. There we go. Is that our new band name? <laughs> <laughs> can, it, can, it, can it all be Big, Bigger, Creepy? <laughs> it's one giant word. Big, Bigger, Creepy. Or Big, Creepy, Bigger. <laughs> Sounds like a wannabe like cuss word or something. <laughs> I don't know. You Big, Creepy, Bigger. <laughs> oh, wait. Now I know what that sounds like. Uh, moving forward sorry guys so there's not as much to talk about this with this one as the other whatever because like it just it just stops like like it they cease to exist like they may still be a band i don't know i can't find anything about them i uh yeah just i i kind of hope um i listened to their last single which i don't know if it was even a proper single it got some YouTube play. Um, Fires on the Highway. Chris, have you listened to that one? What is it? Fires on the Highway, their last kind of like YouTube song. I don't think so. It's super good. And it's um, it's kind of a sad music video. It's just them driving down a highway and then... They're burning all their old merch. Yeah, so like all their old fi- Family Force 5 merchandise. Because uh, now it's just the two of them. They're like, oh, we miss our family. Yeah, pretty much. I don't know. Maybe they'll maybe they'll make a comeback. I don't know. I don't see them. I see them doing more of the underground thing. Like I could. I mean, I could kind of see them doing the whole for King and Country thing. I still. I mean, see, like not that specifically, but like the whole brother duo. I just don't see them coming back on Christian radio. Right. That would be. Yeah, I don't think I'd see them on there. I think they will. I think if they're still a band, which I'll be kind of surprised if they're still together. They'll kind of uh, just float around the underground, play a few shows here and there, and then just kind of coast out their career that way. Yeah. I guess, I mean, I didn't listen to a whole lot of a whole lot of Family Force 5, like, intentionally, as a kid or... I, I listened to Love Addict. And oh, okay. Super yeah. Love Addict is good. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It was. I like that song. Um, I listened to Supersonic. That was good. Uh, Zombie mm-hmm. was another that good was one. one. Um... Chainsaw. That was great. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Crank it like a chain. Yeah, they um they you notice that their songs decreased in word count and um vocabulary as they moved along. Yeah. <laughs> uh they were like, We got dumb nicknames, might as well have dumb names and songs. Yeah. yeah. Chapstick. What is that? All right, that's uh, oh, Do you I, want to moisturize my lips? Their uh, their video <laughs> things, like I watched a video back then of them, like why they come with the names and stuff. Uh, Chapstick, when he, like 
he would like when they he first came in the van, he was like always needing chapstick on. He's like had chip chap lips and stuff, and like yeah, your nickname is Chapstick now. <laughs> I want to know. I want to know why they called him Big Daddy. Fatty. Oh, is he? Oh, is he fat? Because he's a fat kid. Oh, he's he a was fat when kid. He, yeah, he was little. He was a so fat he's kid. not fat anymore. I don't think so now. Yeah, because I didn't remember there being a fat guy when I was watching the video. Yeah, he was fat when he was a kid though. Go! <laughs> oh, you were a fatty. Crouton got the name because he really loved croutons. They're just like. Well, he just walk around with bags of croutons. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. Eating croutons the whole time. And like Hollywood, he like he looked like he was from like L.A. or California or he I think he was or something like that. But he looked like he. So it's kind of just one of those things where they didn't like pick their own name. It's like as each member <laughs> yeah. of the band, they're like, "Hey, Hollywood, what's up?" You <laughs> mean weirdo? <laughs> then they become a family, and then sweet. they break up. <laughs> Hollywood was a member, uh, before he joined the band as a drummer, he was a member of Waverly, which is a totally underrated band. We shall talk about at some future point on this. Um, they're phenomenal. Because now we have to listen to it because you brought it up. Yes. Congratulations, Samuel. You have just created another task for this busy man to achieve. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, that's Family Force 5. Um, we talked about them far less than we talked about Hillsong Worship. That's yeah, but well, that's the thing is, like, they just disappeared. Dissipated so, into the abyss. Kind of like this conversation. Yeah, kind of like it. All right. Well. Last uh, topic for the night. Random topic. And random topic for the night is... Okay, we've stalled enough. Come on. <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still making up a random topic. Random to topic. What is... So, what is your favorite non-Christian Christian band? Well... Non-Christian Christian band. So, what I mean is, there are those bands who are either claimed to be like Christian... Chris, like Switchfoot? Uh, no, what? Switchfoot still... They, they were are on they Sparrow really? Records. Oh, okay. Okay, so like Lifehouse? Uh, they were on Sparrow Records, too. I thought they were one of the options when we talked about this a while back. <laughs> what a uh, turd. Okay, you've taken away every reason. So I will give you two prime examples. Um, three. So these are artists. The Beatles that... and Mother Mary. Let's no. talk about that. No. <laughs> so what I mean is artists that were never labeled as Christian, but either had strong Christian lyrics, or um, identified as personal Christians, but they were never on a Christian record label, right? So the examples that pop into my head are Mumford and Sons. Oh! Because they yes! have very Christian lyrics, like, sincerely. Oh, yeah, well, until, you know, it's like like this song about something that sounds like a Bible-related subject, and then there's just this sudden burst of a cuss word, just one random time. And, and they do it once now, for And some they reason. did it probably because they want to be on secular radio. Maybe, I don't know. That's probably the whole gist. So Unless, like, there's just that one time where he's like, I have to use that word somewhere, and might as well use it here. I mean, <laughs> and you know, rather or not, you should cuss in music as a whole entire, a topic for another day. But the examples that pop in my head would be like Mumford and Sons. U2 uh, is another U2. popular example. Uh, and even and even 21 Pilots <laughs> is another popular example. Yeah, they're example. very uh, Coldplay. Coldplay can be kind of no, Christian. Like they've been on the Christian radio. Like, um, I don't Sky think Full any, of Stars has been on the Christian radio. They never identified any, as Christians in any way, but their lyrics could be kind of Christian-ish, right? Right. So, what's uh, what's some of your guys' favorites besides the ones I... I mean, maybe the ones I just said. I don't yeah, care. Yeah, the ones you just said are all of them. <laughs> <laughs> there are no options. <laughs> Not I, very many options. 
I find it interesting because back in the day, um, Jimmy Eats World. No, 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 not really, not really. But back in the day, <laughs> artists would just release <laughs> gospel songs all the time and not think anything about it. <laughs> Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan. He released a whole oh, entire gospel album. Do you know who Bob Dylan is? Elvis Presley. Mm-hmm. Elvis Presley. He did gospel. Re- in fact, it's the okay. only record he ever okay, did. Okay, we'll really- take that. Johnny Cash. Johnny, Johnny Cash did Johnny gospel. Oh records. yeah, that one song that we revamped that one time. Yeah, like yeah. he wrote hymns. He, yeah, they're in but, our hymnal at church. But he's Johnny <laughs> Cash, right? Johnny Cash, man. Johnny Cash, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what's a. Uh, I mean, yeah, even even some of his more popular songs, like Ring of Fire, could still be looked at as I'll like... Go a, down, down, down to that burning ring of fire. Could be seen as like a cautionary ecclesiastic. Don't go to hell, man! Don't go! <laughs> Stay with me! <laughs> I almost died there. <laughs> so, um, okay, Johnny Cash is a good one. What's, um, so you, you're an Elvis fan, Chris? Yeah, I like Elvis. I actually went to his mansion uh, a few summers ago hmm. with my family. Oh, it was fun. More with the music. <laughs> what about, so, like, what's your favorite songs? Oh, favorite songs? Yeah, Christian, uh, Christian. I mean, it doesn't have to be Christian. Just oh, okay. buy them. I mean, if bonus points if it's kind of Christian sounding, right? What is it? <laughs> it is it? Oh, so, uh, it's not, I don't think it's Christian. Um, but lovely, love me tender, and then Jill Hush Rock. Is that Christian? Pretty, no. No. Love it's, me it's, tender. It's, I was like, Jesus, love me tender. <laughs> I mean, you could, you could take it that way, you know. It sounds like he's just I, I, love me till I'm wrong. I listen to his gospel songs, but I can't remember the names. Like, if you say a name, I might know what it is. Uh, he does Amazing Grace. He does yeah. like. He, I don't know if he wrote his own Christian songs. I think he just took old hymns and did it. Yeah, but even you know. But yeah, he was for the for a long for a very substantial space of time in his late twenties, early thirties. He was a Christian artist, quote unquote. I mean, his limo driver did say when before every almost every concert he would be in the back of his limo speaking in tongues. I mean, I mean that's know. about as apostolic as yeah. it gets. Yeah. <laughs> but then uh, after the concerts, you get drunk and whatnot. But let's not go on. That. <laughs> well, I mean, I people mean, can live dual that, lives. Like yeah, that. there have been a lot of times. Like if you think about it, like a life like that's gonna drive you a little crazy, bro. Mm-hmm. It's like kinda, it's really sad. You are the king it. of rock. Yeah. It's um it's interesting. This is a bit digressing, but talking about Elvis Presley, you know, he was. Much like many, many a pop stars, he was driven to suicide, right? Or not, if not suicide, directly, indirectly, right? Right, well... He died of yeah, an overdose. He died of an overdose. You gotta use originally red. Like, you know, it was indirectly, right? He didn't want to die dirty. So, it's kind of sad when you think about it. It's like, man was not made to be an idol. And every right. time they try, they fail miserably. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, you, you look at history, you have, like, the Caesars who got killed. You look at modern history, Kurt Cobain committed suicide. Yeah. People just can't handle being idols, and no matter how hard they try. Just, and, That's you know. True. you And then you get people like, you know, Mary-Kate and Ashley who were teen idols, and they disappeared because they just couldn't handle the pressure, and they just wanted to be off the grid. Well, since we're going to you know, go, like... A band that I kind of admire, and like I, they definitely would not call themselves a Christian band whatsoever. But do they have kind of? Okay, well, that's the thing. Is like you wouldn't think just listening to their songs. Mm-hmm. But I heard a interview 
with Neil Schoen and uh, Jonathan Cain from uh, Journey. Journey. Okay. And they would just, the interviewer was just asking questions like, where did these songs come from? And uh, Jonathan Cain, who wrote most of their songs, he wrote the majority of most of their songs. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, Neil Schoen wrote the music. Mm-hmm. But anyway, Jonathan Cain was like, well, don't stop believing something my dad told me one time when I was a kid. He's like, I grew up Catholic, but by the time I got into school, seeing all how the world was terrible, I just stopped believing in God whatsoever. And my dad, he was a priest. He's like, so one day my dad told me, don't stop believing, dude. Just don't stop believing. And he's like, so I just started writing these lyrics about, like, he said, the song is about... Um, people. It's not necessarily, it's like, he's like, people take it as a love song, but it's not. It's just, he's like, what we're directing it at is you can be a man or a woman and just looking for something. So you just randomly go off looking for whatever it is that you're looking for and you just never stop believing and you'll find it. He said, he's like, yeah, I would say that we have a very, you know, I had a Christian view when I was reading or when I was writing this song. And he he talked about multiple different songs that he had written. Um, uh, I don't remember the rest of them that he was talking about, but Still. I just know like that's one of their biggest songs. Yeah. Don't stop believing. And he was like, "Yeah, I wrote it kind of with that Christian intent." So that's like you would think, thought. and that's the thing is like back in, what was the eighty four when that was written, yeah. and that was like huge roller yeah. skate like roller rinks is where that was played and everywhere. So, like, if you think about it, like, people, is it is it really so much that the band isn't Christian as much as it is that we don't view the song through a Christian perspective? Because that's how I listen to music. Like, even if I know, oh, this isn't a Christian band, if I'm listening to um, John Bon Jovi, you know, mm-hmm. I don't just, like, listen to the song because I'm like, oh, this is great. I'll listen to the song and I'll be like, can I relate this somehow to my life? Is this positive for me to be listening to? Yeah. And most of the time, yes, it is. Like, um, halfway there, living on a prayer. There yeah. we go. That song is legitimately about, like, we, you got to hold on to your family, you know? Because, like, uh, what's the verse? You got to hold on to what you got. Doesn't really matter we, if we, we make it or not. Yeah, we have, we each, have other each other. And that's, and that's a, lot. a lot for love. Like, that's, that's all you need for love is having each other. Mm-hmm. It's not a love song. Like, as much as people want to look at it, and that, that's what I was going to say. Bon Jovi, I was watching one of his interviews, you know, behind the song. And he's like, it's it's mainly just about love and just being there for each other. As a, like, a, a people. Not like just one another. He's like, as a family, for your friends. Just a, a nation should be like that. He's like, that's how a nation should be. Is just hold on to what you got. Because... And I- the nation was built on good family religious principles that we should live by. Yeah. And I find it, it's an interesting point that it doesn't matter what the song is at the end of the day, rather they mean to or not. I read an interesting article not too long ago that said all music is reflecting some part of our relationship with God. It may be, you know, we're directly praising God. It may be, we're writing, we're writing about our fallen humanity by trying to write a Satan worship song and just showing how far we are from God. Mm-hmm. But every song, in some way, shape, or form, is about our relationship with God and where right. we are in relation to that. Right. Um, some are much... Just every song, because if you think about it... And I'm not saying the, every song is good just to go out okay, and ingest yeah, no, all the time. Definitely not. Because, like, 
relationship with God. Every song has a part with it because you can listen to some songs. Like, um, this isn't a good relationship. This is not a good relationship with God. <laughs> yeah. Or this one, it's like, oh man, he has somewhat. Or, you know, can't worship music. They have a great relationship with God. Or, you know, whatever. Yeah. But every song does reflect. And I think that the reason why that is is because music was made by God. Yeah. So, therefore, music has to represent its creator in some way. Rather that's positive or negative, it still right. does it. It, it can't always help it. it will like see, like, um there's this sign that hangs up in my <clears throat> in my job, in my office, in my job, and it says everything you do uh is a um every every job you do is a uh portrait of your character and autograph that portrait, you mm-hmm. know, the you know, the way you want it to. And I think that like that's just how it is you know when god created music music's always going to be a portrait of the autograph you know yeah that's just how i see it another christian song is bodies hit the floor because it talks about people laying in the spirit right Mm, no that's actually a very satanic song (laughs) i know i was making a joke oh okay (laughs) well hmm. okay (laughs) that's ozzy osbourne isn't it no that's a i forget it's some new metal band Every time I hear that song, I just think of the Benny Hinn videos on YouTube. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I was going to say Benny Hinn, then I thought of Ozzy Osbourne. I was like, that would be a great church. <laughs> Ozzy Osbourne's the worship leader. <laughs> and say, no, see, because he, he's saying, I've listened to preachers, and I've listened to fools. That's, that's all you need. <laughs> Let's just walk away. Walking away. <laughs> running. Running. Da-da, da-da. Run. Um, I will say probably my favorite um, these guys would not strictly be considered Christian really one of my favorite bands I've discovered recently 21 Pilots is a great um, a great uh, new band that has Christian like lyrics Um, like you know one song they have Jumpsuit and literally the chorus goes Jumpsuit Jumpsuit Cover Me what that jumpsuit is is open interpretation, right? Some, right. It some view it as God. Some view it Drugs. as your friends. Right? Friends. Yes. Um, but I I like listening to it and be like, hey, you know, it's probably talking about God. You know, God, will you cover me? Just depends. Like, like that's how I... Like, seriously, man. That's that's the advice I would give to listening to music in general. Is just feel, with the, feel the spirit. Mm-hmm. Like... Like the Bible says, like you know, test the spirit. Mm-hmm. To not, and it's not talking about testing God. Yeah, that's not what the spirit is talking about. You do not test God ever. Okay, <laughs> trust me. Um, just don't. The spirit is talking about is like the spirit of the the spirit of the object or the spirit of whatever is coming you're mm-hmm. receiving. Because like the spirit of some songs that are written by quote unquote classic rock artists. Very good. Some of them? Some of them very not not good. (laughs) Like, there's this song, I forget who it's by, but it's called um, Hotel California. That's the Eagles. Yeah, the Eagles. Not good song. It's like, well, okay, it just depends how you look at it. But like, because it could be good. Because what it's what it is saying is essentially like, oh yeah, there's this guy and he's so happy and he showed up at this place. It was nothing but a party and like he's like, oh you know, blah blah blah. And he's like, but then when he went to leave, he just could not find the door. And he said, you know, have a good trip to Hotel California. You can come when you want, but you can never leave because you know this. Essentially, Hotel California is hell. 
Or drugs. Or drugs. Well, because you can leave drugs. You can't leave hell. But it's saying how hard it is to leave drugs, maybe. <laughs> They're saying there's no way possible to leave Hotel California in the song. Neither here nor there. But I'm just saying, like, when I listen to that song, it just depends. But if if you listen to it, it doesn't set well with you. And you no, it you doesn't. Probably that song doesn't set it, well with me. Because what if it is thought about drugs? Like, that's just how I feel about it. I mean, I mean, there's just that creepiness about the song. And I think <laughs> I think this raises even the better point. You should never just listen to music passively. Right. Um, don't, it doesn't matter if it's Christian music or not Christian music. Don't just listen to music passively. You should... Look at the lyrics. Look at the message. Well, see, that's the only thing that the... makes it makes music good is the making it personal. But a lot of people don't want to do that. They just want to passively ingest just, it. Yeah, they just want to throw on, oh, let's listen to some music, but then do their... Like, I feel like listening to music should be an intention. Like, I mean, you know what I'm I saying? I mean, there is some music I will just throw on just to chill. Um Stephen Curtis Chapman's one of my exactly. go-tos. But, see, but I've like, listened to that intently before, right. you know. Like I, yeah, that's what I'm saying is like if you're listening to something new, li- like don't just walk in and grab an album and be like, "Oh, it's music." Just go throw it in and just be like, "Oh, it's good stuff." No, look at the album or, you know, whatever is on YouTube. Yeah. And be like, "Oh, this is interesting." Um listen to it. Like listen to the lyrics. Put on the uh closed captions. You know? Yeah, like, um, even just listening, what do you, What does this music make you feel? Why does it make you feel this? Right, just, like, make a list. Like, yeah. write stuff on a chart. No, like, just, but, just but, be, just self-evaluate, guys. Just, if you're feeling it, like, if you're getting a positive vibe from the music, go with it. But if you're not, just, like, one thing away. I'll do, step away. But also, like, if you can, like, if you're listening to the music, and you're like, oh, this gives me a good vibe, but it, there's a part of it that's unsettling, see if that song is telling you something about your life that, you know, maybe this song can help you change or progress a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. I, that's just something I do. I don't know. I've, I mean, I've been into music for so long now that it's just, un, just it is uncanny the way my mind thinks. I can't think about anything correctly that I need to but when it comes to music I can listen to it and I can think about it all day sorry Chris you were saying earlier wait were you talking earlier no I was at the point out uh at Hotel California it's in the name like you know it's California so I mean it's really hot so you're saying it talks about hell you know it's kind of California's hot you know well see like I feel like I feel like also I don't know if they were talking about actual California but like I feel like they were kind of like put in that maybe they were talking about that spirit of Hollywood, you know, yeah, like that that fake spirit that makes everybody, you know, think that oh their life could be better, but really it's just leading you into a darker place of depression. Because like once you start like f- modeling yourself after these people in Hollywood, like these people in Hollywood, they'll come out years later, like Rob Williams, uh, Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. How like, depressed he How was. depressed he really was, and nobody would ever be able to tell that. That's sad. Yeah. And then, like, you know, oh, it finally comes out after he's dead, and the doctor's like, oh, yeah, he was depressed. I gave him medicine, you know. <laughs> like Chris Farley was, too. Yeah. Chris Farley, he with, yeah. He dealt with drug overdose. Well, that's stuff, what he did. He overdosed yeah. himself. And he did intentionally. And the yeah. only person who knew, truly knew it was Adam Sandler. Yeah. Adam Sandler was the one who tried to help him get off of it, and then, like, maybe a few weeks later or a month later or whatever, like, he found him in his hotel room. Yeah. Yeah. Sad. So they we went 
much deeper and more off topic on that than I intended to. Whoa, we are just about over. <laughs> we are no, we are about seventeen minutes over time. But it's all right. That was no, good conversation. Good. Uh, you can upload this to YouTube still. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Guys, any last comments, concerns, questions? No. Not at all. Nope. Cool. Well, guys, it's been a pleasure as always. Um, if anyone happens to listen to this and likes it, uh, let us know. Um, you know, and feel free to add to the conversation. Do you agree with us? Disagree with us? Uh, let your voice, let your opinion be heard. Um, because if your argument, your opinion, your uh, faith, as it were, can't hold up to scrutiny, then what's the point of having it? And um, we are Brothers King. Um, keep being that glimpse of eternity. And Chris. And Chris. <laughs> Hopefully Chris becomes like yeah, a full member. Uh, technically he is Brothers King. Yeah. yeah. He's our photographer. Yeah. He, he's just he's just part of us. All right, guys. Keep being that glimpse of eternity. You are the videographer. <laughs>